There's so many great things happening in the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's like in the Book of Esther. God has placed each of us in this local church for a time like this. We're just all people, people of God. You know, we're all human. We're all fallen. We're all sinners. I think we put on Christ, we put on love. Put on Christ with us as we learn to witness in new ways, find inspiration in those around us, and look for guidance from the Holy Spirit, our Holy Mother Church, and the shepherds of our local church. Because we're all on a journey. Continue this journey with us now with another episode of Practicing Catholic. Welcome back to Practicing Catholic. Patrick Conley, glad to be with you again, along with Kayla Mayer, our producer, Paul Sodic, our technical producer, coming to you through the studio at the Archdiocesan Catholic Center in St. Paul. Well, I don't know about you, but I always appreciate it when the church celebrates a world day of something. It just makes me feel so connected to our one billion Catholic sisters and brothers, right? Well, in just a few days, we'll be uniting in celebration for the 2024 World Day for Consecrated Life. Here with more on the big day and how we can participate, as well as some insights into consecrated life, is Nicole Bettini, Delegate for Consecrated Life at the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. Nicole, it's good to be speaking with you again. Welcome back to the show. Thanks, Patrick. It's great to be with you. Well, let's start with your your role, uh, delegate for consecrated life. What does that What does that mean, and how's it going? Yeah, I've been in. I guess it's about six, a little more than six months, and um, it has just been a delight. And I just feel so honored and humbled to be um, in this role as delegate for consecrated life. It's an appointment by the Archbishop where I help him. And, re- and also at times represent him in supporting our consecrated men and women in the various forms of consecrated life, our brothers and sisters, the religious brothers and sisters, um, consecrated virgins, members of secular institutes. And, and one of the first things I've been doing in this role is going to visit our religious communities. And they have been just such delightful nice. visits. Um, them getting to know about me, but even more so of me getting to know about them. And, um, it was back in October, November, I guess it was, I met with, I went to the Missionaries of Charity in Minneapolis, and I like to describe it as just five brides of Christ sharing how our Lord wooed their heart. It was just such, my, I left, my heart was just such full, and we really have a gift of, um, in this archdiocese, of a variety of expressions of consecrated men and women. So it's supporting them, it's um, being a resource uh, and helping the archbishop. So it can take many different functions, um, but that's kind of some of the, the highlights as I'm stepping into this role. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds to me like there's a lot of different ways that you could uh, effectively serve as the delegate for consecrated life. And I'm guessing that your day-to-day schedule doesn't have any particular, I mean, I'm sure that there are times for prayer and things like that, but I don't know. It sounds like one day might look quite different than the next. Yeah. You know, it very much it does. And the role of delegate currently, it's a part-time position, so I work full-time at a parish. Um, so that also lends to it being a little bit more, um, not exactly a same rhythm every day. But really, just in the role, like I want to help tell the stories of our consecrated men and women. Um, and so, yes, that as you tell stories and get to know people, there's a great variety, which, just, which I enjoy. Mm, yeah, wonderful. Well, glad, grateful that you have time to spend with us today as well. And coming up on February the 2nd, day of the presentation, is the World Day of Consecrated Life. So just speaking personally, Nicole, if I may, I'd just like to ask, what are some of the most beautiful aspects that you would say about your vocation as a consecrated virgin? Hmm. Um, 
That's a great question. You know, I've whenever I have opportunities to speak about what it means to be a consecrated virgin and how I experienced the Lord's call in my life, um, I I just kind of walk step aside and I just feel like in awe that like the Lord called me to this to to witness the church's spouse to witness that we all are made for heaven to live every day as his bride and one of the gifts of all vocations and mine included as a consecrated virgin living in the world is vocations aren't just for the person themselves and at the same time there is a great grace and gift there so um as spouses in married life uh, spouses and consecrated life with our Lord, um, you know, a spouse is a married life to help us get to heaven. I have great confidence in my own spouse and he's ever patient. Um, but just that early on, I read something about consecrated virgins that um, the key to the vocation is love and absolute surrender. And I remember even when, just before I was consecrated, I had met with Archbishop Flynn who consecrated me and I've been working in the archdiocese and in parish life since 2001. And um, and he just reminded me, like, all that is good, but the key is who you are. And and in parish life, some things go really well, and sometimes some things just kind of flop. <laughs> and I remember just having this reflection that because I begin every day, begin and end every day as his bride, as our Lord's bride, that that's enough. And... Um, it's just been really freeing and be able to live that course, like any vocations in life. Um, it's not always roses. Like if you look at how our Lord expresses love, it's through the cross. So those mysteries are with it too, but of learning to do it with him. Mm. And now which has been a little more than 16 years since I've been consecrated. Amazing. And, and uh, thanks be to God for that. You know, at the end of last week's show, I was chatting with Kayla and Paul a little bit, and we were talking about this upcoming interview, this interview that we're having right now. And specifically, and I guess I should mention, we're speaking with Nicole Bettini here, who is a delegate for Consecrated Life here in the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. But I was describing, um, especially, and this is my my conviction about this has only grown as I've gotten to know more and more consecrated men and women, um, is that the consecrated life, those of you who have uh, who have consecrated your life to God in these particular ways, you are like the, I think I said the pins that hold everything together, <laughs> or if you will, the glue that hold it. It just seems mm. like that, that, you know, the whole operation is held together by those of you. So I want to be, I want to say thank you, first of all, for, um, for your role in that, for your yes, and the way that you are holding things together as well. But I also want to ask, so why is it so important then that we have, that we honor not that I guess we need, well, we do need reminding, but not that not that it's not obvious, but why we need a day to celebrate and honor and pray for those who are in the consecrated life. Yeah, you know, in, um, as the Jubilee year of 2000 was approaching, uh, there was a variety of synods. We hear a lot about synods um, currently, but they've been going on for a long time in our church. And um, my understanding is the last one in the preparation of the Jubilee year was a synod for consecrated life. And out of that synod, John Paul II, it was in 1997, and John Paul II wrote the first message for World Day for consecrated life. So the first uh, 
World Day for Consecrated Life was celebrated February 2nd of 1997. And, um, and some of what you were saying there is exactly why you said why we needed this day, that um, we needed it as a witness, well, of a few things, of to thank God, and he actually used the word of this stupendous gift of consecrated. So it's the, the purpose of this nice. day isn't, a, you know, look at me or to put consecrated on a pedestal. But he says, we need this day to thank God for this gift. Um, it's a day to also just promote the awareness and knowledge uh, for consecrated life. He talked about knowledge and the esteem for consecrated life. You know, we hear like you can't love what you don't know. And so by helping to share like what is consecrated life? What is it in these different expressions? Um, and to hold that up for, for the people of God. And then third is, he said that um, those who are consecrated for an opportunity to come together in, um, to celebrate, celebrate each other. I don't know if you've ever been in a room of consecrated men and women, but we absolutely love getting together. There's just such a natural, <laughs> even in the different religious communities, expressions of it, there's just a genuine joy in being together. And, and the Holy Father said, like, these are the three reasons for it, but we need this day because of what the role of consecrated life is in the church, that it is, it's um, essential to its mission. And as the church universal is called Bride of Christ, the consecrated men and women reflect that in the, in the world. And and that as the church espouse that we're all journeying together. And even I might add, like, that's even why he chose the day of February 2nd. One might say, well, how come that day is chosen of February 2nd, the solemnity of the presentation of our Lord? It's also been known as Candlemas. And um, if you think about it, on February 3rd, there's the blessing of throats with candles. And the tradition is that on February 2nd, all the candles for the year are blessed. And so candles represent that light of Christ, the light of Christ in the world. And the reason why he selected this day is that consecrated life, those in consecrated life are called to reflect that light of Christ. And, um, and so I guess in short, why we also need this day is just to remind us everyone of who we are and our relationship in relation to Christ and of the mission of the church of holiness and to help us all get to heaven where our eternal home is. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it is, and it, it is something that uh, we need to be reminded of regularly. I think to see the witness of consecrated in in our in our midst, and that's something that I mean, it's not present everywhere. It's not as obvious anyway everywhere. But uh, thanks be to God, we have a good representation of consecrated life in our archdiocese. I know that many parishes, many individuals, they pray the archdiocesan prayer for vocations regularly. And uh, I guess just to check in on, on all of our behalf, how are vocations going in terms of the consecrated life? Anything in specific that we can be praying for when it comes to vocations and people giving their yes, responding to the call of God to these vocations? You know, I, first of all, I just think of like that praying for vocations is just so key. In my years in parish ministry, in our, I've heard more than one mother share with me in our Arshas and Prayer for Vocations, the line of choose from our homes and how hard it took years for them to be able to pray that line because like they're, they're saying it, but they're looking around and going choose from their homes. And so first of all, of 
as as parents of do I that I would be supportive of my son or daughter responding to a vocation and consecrated life. Um, so those prayer for those prayers for vocations. Um, maybe I'll just kind of share a story. I was at something in the fall, and Archbishop Hebda was relaying a story. He was um, speaking with some brother bishops, and he had just, I believe he had just come from visiting the Pro Ecclesia Sancta Sisters. And um, they have a few sisters there in formation. And um, I, wherever he was coming, and I kind of believe it was, there was like four sisters in formation. And one of his brother bishops said, you know, I've never met a community, like have been around four young sisters in formation. And so there's really like a, there is just beauty with it here in our diocese. Um, so, but at the same time, I mean, you just have to look at statistics and the numbers aren't what they were. So certainly of praying, but praying that God calls, that we're not responding just to numbers, but we're responding to an invitation with our Lord. So I think, uh, so um, there's great hope with it, but um, as always, the uh the la the labors are few and, and the vineyard is ready so we always want to pray for yeah. more yeah yeah absolutely and uh i'm sure that our, our faithful practicing catholic listeners will be taking up that charge even more so after your encouragement there nicole Thank we are you. grateful for that yeah absolutely any other ways that our listeners can support those who are in consecrated life other than with their prayers you always ask such good questions patrick i would say um certainly prayers but then um, just reach out and thank them or send them a note or um, many times in our convents and our communities, you can go and pray with them at mass, you know, and make a visit. Um, in the, the, the religious that live the evangelical councils of poverty, chastity, and obedience, a number of them rely on divine providence of people's generosity, um, whether financially or even with food, you know, drop off a basket of maybe some food or goodies to help them celebrate World Day for Consecrated Life. Um, so those are a couple ideas that, that come to mind. Invite them, you know, celebrate with them. Um, we don't have the same way in our current church with people with religious consecrated working or serving in parishes, but invite them. Invite them to come celebrate with you at a parish celebration and hear their stories. So that might be a couple ideas offhand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, very good. And I like those suggestions. And uh, just, I mean, I think this flows from what you were just saying, Nicole, but I, I do think, at least for my own life, the more I have gotten to know consecrated women and men and, uh, you know, gotten to know them interpersonally. And like you said, when you see them together, when they love getting together, they certainly do that. That is that is absolutely true. But I have just grown in my appreciation for the Lord's goodness that he is sharing with us through the lives that uh, through these yeses, through the lives of these women and men who have said yes to the call to consecrated life and showing forth the the wonder of what it means to give a life wholly over to the Lord. Right. Well, Nicole, I'm afraid we've reached the end of our time, but I am so grateful for the time that you have given us and for even more than that, the time that you give to our local church, to um, to our parishes and to our men and women in consecrated life. So thank you for doing that. And thank you for taking the time to be with us today here on Practicing Catholic. Thank you, Patrick. It's my, my joy and honor to be able to share just a little bit of um, the stories. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Nicole. Just a reminder that the virtual Vespers with Archbishop Hebda for Consecrated Life. Consecrated men and women are invited to come together for prayer, sharing, and words from our shepherd, Archbishop Hebda. It's going to be Friday, February 2nd at 7 p.m., and you can find out more information online at archspm.org slash events. Thank you for listening. Follow us on social media at Practicing Catholic Show to see what's coming up next. Make sure to leave a review and subscribe to be the first to know when the next episode of Practicing Catholic is released.